This podcast is sponsored by Wakunaga of America, makers of Kyolic Age Garlic Extract, Kyodophilus Probiotics, and Kyo Green Powdered Green Drain Mix, all natural, healthy solutions to support your whole body well-being. Wakunaga is celebrating their 50th anniversary this year. Wow, 50 years providing quality supplements backed by science. You can enter to win a year supply of your favorite Wakunaga brand by heading over to their website, wakunaga.com, and enter the 50th anniversary celebration sweepstakes. That's W-A-K-U-N-A-G-A.com. Good luck. If you know anything about what I've done in my career, one of the things I've done is a wonderful podcast with the fantastic David Pollock. It was called Beauty Inside Out. And we looked at not only what was in the skincare products that you were putting on your skin, but also were you moving your body? Were you eating whole foods? Like, how did you take care of yourself? What was going on inside you and how was that reflected in your skin? So I've got the perfect person to talk about this. His name is Dr. Ben Johnson. We call him Dr. Ben. Today, we're going to be talking all about what's going on on your skin, you know, looking at what's going on inside and his incredible Osmosis Beauty skincare line. Dr. Ben, welcome to Health Power. Thanks. It's so great to be here. It's so nice to have you on. Okay. So Dr. Ben, first of all, when did you first get interested in skincare? Oh man, now we're going back uh, 25 years ago. Uh, I was uh, a little bit of a renegade back then. I um, started some laser clinics when I was still in residency, made the decision to go ahead and stick with that. So became sort of a a laser, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say sort of a laser skin skin expert. And then um, I moved into developing my own products within about a year. And I was just like, Oh, this is easy. I can do this. And, you know, I made a pretty good line at the time it was called cosmetics. They're still around today. And, um, so I got my feet wet with that, but it was really, um, a, an epiphany I had, uh, after I sold my interest in that company back in 2007 about, um, what it really takes to do a permanent age reversal. And I, that is really what makes, uh, osmosis is my current brand. Um, that's what makes it so unique is we are striving to reverse aging and reverse the internal imbalances that cause aging and other health problems. And it's just been an incredible journey for me. So I, uh, I, I gave up the laser clinics long, long ago, but my passion for formulating and for, um, looking, you know, through my medical lens, but also through a holistic lens to come up with ideas uh, has just been what's kept me this passionate about what I do for so long. Well, you know, one of the things that I learned about a couple years ago was something called retinaldehyde. And I discovered that I'm actually using something that has retinaldehyde in it. Well, I didn't discover that, but I discovered that you're the one who formulated this retinaldehyde. So tell us what retinaldehyde is and why it's so great for your skin. Retinaldehyde is a story that uh, every, uh, every person should know about because there's so much misinformation in this industry. And what people have to know, first and foremost, is I come at this from, I could use any vitamin A I want in skincare. Like they're all available to us for the most part. And, um, I uh, have researched them all, and uh, there's just a lot of misinformation about what retinols are capable of. Um, So, uh, you know, what we use in osmosis is called uh, a stabilized retinaldehyde. So 
This is in critical part of the story, uh, the stabilization. And then we liposome coat it. So it has a 600% better penetration into the skin, which is another part of the story. But in order to appreciate what is retinaldehyde and, and why I chose it, uh, I'm going to give uh, your audience sort of a broader picture of the skin and what it's doing. Everyone should know that right now in their skin, they have several forms of vitamin A that are uh, doing their job. And what I think most people misunderstand, and this includes, by the way, the aesthetic community, uh, the estheticians out there, and also the dermatologists, uh, that you, you would be surprised to know that dermatologists aren't skincare ingredient nerds, you know? Um, and yeah. so a lot of times they just go with what everyone else is saying and doing. They go with whatever's being published in the, in their latest journals, um, which is for the most part paid for by pharmaceutical companies trying to make money. So the system is a bit corrupt that way. And I had to break out of that mold in order to tell you what I'm here to tell you today. And that is that your skin has all these vitamin A's and we actually don't know what they all have, uh, what their purpose is for every type of them. For example, one of the types of vitamin A in our skin is called retinyl palmitate. Retinyl palmitate is something that skincare brands have. Uh, I would say several skincare brands have. It is actually a stabilized retinol so there is some um you know reason why you would want to use it most people don't know that regular retinol is not very stable and so it tends to oxidize easily and we'll talk about why that's a problem but retinol palmitate disappears when you go out in the sun and um it's utilized by the skin during that time now I believe in the intelligent design of the body. I think the body is absolutely amazing. And I can just tell you right now, with the, with the 100 trillion cells you have and the fact that they're all performing endless operations every minute to keep your system going, regardless of what outside toxic influences are coming in and all the effects that the emotions have on your body and all of that, your skin is unbelievably intelligent and knows exactly what to do. So why would the skin store retinal palmitate on in your skin uh, out at the surface where the sun hits it, knowing that it might disappear? Well, it's not disappearing. I believe it's being used at what we call a chromophore. It's helping absorb sunlight and that is its purpose. So why am I telling the story? Because People think retinol palmitate will turn into collagen if you put it on your skin. And I'm here to tell you, nope, your skin has another purpose for retinol palmitate. Uh, when we just talk about plain retinol, a lot of people think, oh, well, it, I, the, the skin can convert it with like three steps into retinoic acid. And, have the, and then as a result of that, retinoic acid will run over to the cells that make collagen. They're called fibroblasts. And it will stimulate them and activate collagen. And that's why we use retinol. Well, there's no evidence of that, actually. All we know is that retinol is stored in the skin, and we know that it is uh, when it's applied topically, it causes harm. So my challenge has always been there can be ingredients that are great when they're inside your body, but they're not necessarily great on their way in. And retinol is a great example of that. Um, people often use it at night because they know that if they use it during the day, that it'll oxidize and cause damage to their skin. But what they don't know is that retinol stays in your skin up to 36 hours. So therefore, it doesn't matter what time of day you use it. If you're going out in the sun the next day, it's going to oxidize and harm your skin. The other thing that retinol does very uh, well is it causes exfoliation and actually causes uh, your skin to dehydrate. 
and it increases your sun sensitivity. So it actually makes you age faster when you're in the sun. Anything that damages your barrier is going to make you age faster. So um, I don't believe in retinol. I don't believe it has the potency that is needed. Um, now, a lot of people default and say, well, of course, you said the answer here in your response, Dr. Johnson. The answer is retinoic acid. Retinoic acid, the gold standard recommended by every dermatologist. And what I'm here to tell you is the dermatologists were selling out a little bit on this one because retinoic acid is clinically proven. And I have the research. It's not available. It's available to the professionals on my website. It's not a public showing. But the research showed that when people use retinoic acid, every day for a year, their dermis thinned by 18%. Now, retinoic acid also poisons the cells that make brown in your skin, the melanocytes, and so it can make your pigmentation look lighter, but it does so by poisoning your melanocytes, which are one of your best anti-aging fighters in your skin. So it's actually not the treatment of choice for that. It also causes redness and peeling that kind of your skin accommodates to over time. There's a reason why it's causing so much irritation. Retinoic acid does not belong in your epidermis. And so when you use it on your epidermis, it actually stops your barrier from functioning properly. And that's why it's so irritating. So retinoic acid wasn't the choice either. Very dehydrating, very sun sensitizing, uh, DNA damaging, believe it or not. Retinoic acid, when it's applied on the surface, DNA damaging. Now, to help people understand this a little better, when your skin makes retinoic acid, it actually do, does it through a process. It does not store retinoic acid, and that's the other problem with using it. You apply it to your skin, and yes, a couple of molecules might make it to the desired target, which is the collagen-making cells, but many molecules are just floating around in your skin, sending the wrong signals. So, for example, when you go out in the sun, and let's say you get a little sun damage, the first thing that your skin does is it sends cells called neutrophils over to break down the damaged collagen and replace it with good collagen. But retinoic acid is a signaler. So if you're using retinoic acid every day, it's telling those cells, no, don't tear down. We're in build mode. We're not in tear down mode because retinoic acid usually shows up later after the tear down. So it confuses your skin. And I believe this is why it causes the thinning that was shown in the research. So, Summarizing all of that, your skin does store an ingredient, a version of retinol called retinaldehyde. It is the last in the chain of conversions before retinoic acid. So it takes one step to convert retinaldehyde to retinoic acid. And when I started formulating, well, the first line I formulated, I was using old retinol because I didn't know any better. But when I saw the research that showed that retinaldehyde is as potent at stimulating collagen as retinoic acid, but doesn't cause the harm I just talked about, I knew that had to be the molecule of choice. But, but and here's what an interesting little uh, story is, uh, retinoic acid was actually sort of launched by this uh, famous dermatologist named Dr. Kligman, who's since passed. But Dr. Kligman wanted retinaldehyde. He, he, that was his retinol of choice, but it wasn't stable of it is a huge problem. So once uh, we were able to stabilize the molecule and then uh, with the addition of the liposome delivery, what you have is a vitamin A that is a thousand times more potent than regular retinol at stimulating collagen and elastin, which means you can use a lot less. So you have a lot less potential for irritation from it, but it is um, non-harmful. It doesn't oxidize because it's been stabilized 
and uh, it has better delivery because most of the time retinols don't make it past the epidermis very much. And, and it has better delivery because of the liposome. So to me, it was the perfect world uh, of uh, everything we were looking for. You know, we want the collagen activation, but we don't want the damage to the barrier. So that's, that's what uh, uh, makes this such a great choice. You know, I'm curious, where are people finding retinoic acid right now? I mean, you don't have to give brands. No, the number one place they're getting it is from their, a prescription from their dermatologist. Oh. Um, but there are brands. I mean, I could. I mean, Obagi is well known uh, as a brand that is heavy on retinoic acid and hydroquinone. Yeah, hydroquinone. We talked about that in Beauty Inside Out. That's banned in Europe. That's a nasty chemical. That hydroquinone. It, it is. I, I wouldn't use it. It's, it can cause a condition in the skin known as exogenous ochronosis, which makes your skin this deep bluish black pigment underneath uh, your skin, and um, it's poisonous to the melanocyte. Again, I remind people. There are ways to treat pigmentation. I do not recommend poisoning your melanocytes because we actually only have so many of them where there's a select number in our follicles. And once we burn out, you get what you see in our parents. Our parents get these white spots all over their face. That's when you're, that's the pigment cells running out. Oh, okay. Now, does Retin-A or what is it called? Trena, trenanoin or something? Tret- yeah, tretinoin. Do those have retinoic acid? That is it. Retin-A is retinoic acid and tretinoin is retinoic acid. Yes. Oh, wow. For me, I've noticed a huge improvement in my skin. My daughter who has acneic, dry, sensitive, oily skin, her skin is so much better. It still breaks out. Just the fact that it's improved from the retinaldehyde is incredible and there was no peeling no redness and her skin is wicked sensitive so it's pretty amazing stuff it really is uh so well tolerated and uh that is uh that's encouraging yeah you know uh the funny thing is and again acne is misunderstood a lot of people think it's uh, an infection of a bacteria called p acne's bacteria Uh, i don't believe that and um, the research is leaning away from that now um, it's, uh, but, uh, retinoic acid is not antibacterial and retinaldehyde is. So it's pretty interesting too that, um, and I'm not saying that's why it was helping her acne. It's, uh, sure. it just has a general, uh, good benefit to the skin. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a great option. It increases skin or excuse me, cell turnover, right? That is, that is, uh, the turnover. Um, but there are more ingredients in that serum she's using, than just retinaldehyde that are involved in that. And uh, again, that would like, we can divert to the acne conversations. Yeah, no, I'd love to, because there's a lot of people that struggle with acne and they they use a lot of benzoyl peroxide. They do way too much exfoliation, it seems like, right? Like they want to scrub oh, yeah. their acne away and that's just making it worse. Yeah, it's, um, it's a game. Okay, let's go to acne. So Trying to keep it as simple as I can. There's a lot of there's a lot more to acne than people realize. I'm going to summarize it by telling you one thing: acne sure. is a toxin purge. And what I mean by that is your follicles are a part of a detox organ, which is your skin. And the way your skin detoxes is through those follicles. And when a nasty toxin starts to come out, or in particular when a stack of toxins come out, and so that indicates you have something imbalanced in your body causing increased toxicity. And that could be from diet. It could be from candida is the number one cause, but um, that also can be from diet, of course. And so um, what your skin is doing is it's dismantling the toxins on the way out. And... um, 
when you increase the turnover of your skin, you can help pull the toxins out faster. And it, it all depends on the rate. So if you can imagine, your skin is like a sink of toxicity. It's a storage house. And the more toxins it has, the more cystic your skin's acne will turn into. But if you can purge the toxins gently faster than your skin is repopulating the toxins, then you can get clear on a method of turnover. I don't subscribe to that. My, I mean, I, I subscribe to the inside-out approach. Use something on your skin that does that, but at the same time, address the internal source of the toxins. And so what are those? Well, I would encourage people to go to the Osmosis Beauty website and do the skin quiz because there you can see how we identify the zones of the face because I've, I've done a, a skin mapping that is different than uh, what you've seen before. And it's based on, you know, 25 years of um, analyzing people's skin. Personally, I get very personally involved in my clients' uh, skin, especially if they're having trouble. And, um, you, and I learned so many little clues that the skin tells us. So uh, without, you know, images that in for us today, you know, since we're on a podcast, I'll just say that acne that occurs in the cheeks, the temples, and the forehead is candida acne. And it occurs because uh, candida is in your microbiome, but it's starting to turn into a more uh, toxic form based on your diet. And then the second cause is related to candida, and it is mucus. So mucus-forming foods also increase candida's presence. And so I've got a patent-pending um, treatment that helps melt the mucus out of the body. And then I have a, uh, you know, really unique uh, frequency medicine um, uh, treatment that shrinks candida. So that's how I address that type of acne. And candida is kind of hard. And you can do candida cleanses and people will notice that. I'm sure some of your listeners have noticed sometimes when they're breaking out and if they cut back on dairy, all of a sudden their skin looks better. Well, that's because dairy is one of the most common mucus-forming foods. And so dairy is a trigger for this problem, and uh, cutting it out uh, is beneficial. Uh, but if you have acne on the jawline, which some people call hormonal acne, although candida acne can be hormonal, so some people break out right at their cycle in their forehead and on their cheeks, um, and that is, that is, there, uh, there is a hormone that stimulates candida called progesterone. So when your progesterone peaks, which happens right at the end of the cycle, then you can get what's called uh, candida hormonal acne. But the most common one or the most complained about one, I think, is the jawline acne. So a lot of women get acne along their jawline, and that one usually occurs a little bit um, past the mid-cycle, and it has to do with the surge of testosterone in your body that triggers it. And I'll, I'll spare them the very complex uh, conversation because I know this is already getting a little wonky. But oh, what, no, it's great. What they, uh, what they should know is the jawline acne is caused by a toxin in our world called what I'll call as a category food preservative toxins. Um, they're, they come from a variety of places. As you might imagine, you know, the world has moved from uh, local farm fresh foods to truck shipped uh, junk uh, going across the country, highly preserved. Um, and those preservatives have a hormonal mimicking quality to them. So they're, they're actually the cause, I, what I've learned, because I've learned so much about health problems 
in focusing on the skin, I've all of a sudden started to connect the dots. And one of the big connections for this type of acne is women who get jawline acne, uh, if they continue to eat that food, will oftentimes develop cysts on their ovaries. They develop PCOS. So that's a, that's a common connection, uh, problem. And that acne, uh, you know, we make a supplement called skin defense that binds those toxins and pulls them out of the body. Um, so that's how we clear that acne. But, um, I want to give them a couple of foods. So they have like things to watch out for the number one, most confounding source of food preservatives is pea protein, pea protein. And I don't know the reason why they put some preservative in it that causes jawline acne. And when I say jawline, I mean an inch above and an inch below your jawline, not directly around your mouth. So not like there, there's about an inch and a half of your center chin going up to your mouth. You, you have to see the map. If, at Osmosis Beauty, you can find the map. But um, there's basically, it's the zone right outside of the center chin going an inch above and an inch down towards the neck. And all of that is food-preserved acne. So pea protein is a big one. Another one, another big one I found is like bars. You know, a lot of people get their protein bars, uh, uh, or they use or, or, or preservatives, tons of preservatives and candies, of course. Um, long shelf life crackers and cookies. Um, it's weird. Like I even noticed, uh, I always get uh, organic bread, and. Um, the label on my bread hasn't changed, but now it used to mold after about a week. Now it literally doesn't even grow mold three, four weeks later. I can tell it's gone bad, but something's been added. And the, what people need to know is I wish we could spot the, them on the label, but they add these preservatives early enough in the process that they don't need to be included on labels. So it's a, it's a hidden toxin that we need to watch out for preser- uh, food preserve. Just moving down the map, acne um, around the ear and down onto the front and the back of the neck is from pesticides. So I usually see that in people who are in farming communities or who eat a a lot of fruits and vegetables that are non-organic or um, potentially, you know, if they're just crazy gardeners and they're spraying that, you know, glycophosphate everywhere and uh, not, you know, giving too much mind to how toxic it really is. So that'll show up on the neck. And that one's really interesting because um, it is also the reason, uh, if we're going to get back to the aging, um, I see a lot of women in their 20s and 30s that have a deep neckline or two deep necklines. Um, And the reason why they have that, more, more likely than not, is they grew up in a farming community and they have pesticide toxins being stored in the fat of their neck. And what that does is it causes this deep fold. Because I hear these women, they're like, oh my gosh, what do you have for neck? I have these lines and they won't budge. It's like, you can't use plumpers. There's nothing you can use on a neck where the fat is swollen from toxin accumulation. You just have to detox that neck over time. And you want to because pesticides, uh, the biggest link I've found to pesticides is, of course, breast cancer. Um, they're estrogenic. They're, they mimic estrogen. And so people wonder why do they go to the breast? It's because they have that component in them. And, you know, uh, uh, pesticides are one of those crazy things where the U.S. uses more than any other country in the world by far. And they're well-known carcinogens. In other words, 
we know they cause cancer and they're still using them in our foods. It's outrageous and should be stopped. I want to jump in about the neck. I'm yeah. tripping out. That's why I was like, because literally like I don't have that. But my husband and I, the last like we've been watching TV and there's been several actresses. And I was like, that's interesting. They have like a line. It's sort of like imagine if you're wearing a choker and then put a space and then another choker. Yes. I mean, there's really like a deep line yes. and there's a little, and there's some fat there. Yeah. And my husband looks over, he goes, Oh, your neck's looking pretty good. Yes. And I was like complaining, you know, I mean, you know, I'm 55. There's That's something. It. I think it's interesting how, uh, how, how critical your eye is. I'm very impressed. Like I think oh. I check people out all the time. You know, I'm, I, you know, every time I go to a party or something, I'm like, Oh, I know what's going on in their skin, you know, inside their body based on their skin. Uh, so oh my gosh. Well, listen, once, Lauren, you embrace this map, like you fully have it registered <laughs> in your brain, you'll be right. like every time you go to a mall, you'll be like, oh, look at poor thing. She's got this going on. And here's my advice, though. What you learn on shopping, don't necessarily say it out loud because <laughs> exactly. you know, some people don't. Uh, they, they didn't ask. You know, if they don't ask, I don't tell them. I used to have a show called Beauty Inside Out that I hosted with David Pollock. It was all about looking at what you're putting in your body and what you're putting on your skin. So I recently discovered a fantastic company, Osmosis Beauty, and I am thrilled to have them as a sponsor for Health Power. Now, what makes Osmosis Beauty so special is they have this unique philosophy. It's based on analyzing your skin and body as a whole, treating skin conditions at the source to restore beauty and wellness. Dr. Ben Johnson is incredible. Now, he developed Osmosis Beauty over 12 years ago with the goal of changing the direction of skincare away from excessive exfoliation and renewing the focus on dermal remodeling, barrier and DNA repair, and detoxification. The line includes non-toxic skincare products and treatments that combine the purity of naturally sourced ingredients with revolutionary doctor-developed and scientifically validated formulas that deliver on the brand's promise of permanent change. What I love is they offer skincare, but they also offer internal supplements as well as makeup. So I use Osmosis Beauty. I've seen a change in my skin. I absolutely love it. So to learn more, go to osmosisbeauty.com and follow the brand on Instagram at osmosis underscore beauty. You know, it's it's really interesting because there's so much going on in the environment and it can be so overwhelming. I mean, you, you could be eating the right things. If the women yeah. are able to detox, will those lines dissipate or what goes on? Yeah, because what wow. you're going to do is you're going to detox the fat cells. Now, um, I have learned over this time, like, again, lots of interesting things. One of uh, the most interesting is pesticide toxins and food preservative toxins, for that matter, are the number one cause of obesity in America. Everyone oh, thinks wow. we're eating too much bad fat and it's all about the fat and, oh, if you eat too much sugar, all that sugar turns into fat. Not in my experience. In my experience, yes, it's true. The body can turn sugar into fat, but only when you're in starvation mode and you're not eating fats and the body needs to convert them. Sugar is stored in the liver. And it only can store up to 10 pounds by my experience. So that's why everyone who goes on like an Atkins diet um, only loses 10 pounds. And then they find like they really struggle unless they're really clean and like they try to keep it going. And what I try to tell people is your body will start burning fat um, once you've burned through your 10 extra pounds of uh, this glycogen, which is glucose stored in the liver. And um, so it's anyway, a little side on that. It's probably as far as obesity goes, though, yeah, like women's gaining weight in their thighs and the buttocks and, and, and um, 
those areas uh, is because of these estrogen toxins. And that's why it's stubborn weight gain because um, you're thinking you're doing this exercise to burn fat, but fat isn't why you have this ex. Well, you might burn some fat doing that. And if you have excess fat, sure. But a lot of people don't realize most of their weight is actually toxins in their fat cells. So they need to detox the fat cell. And that just comes with, you know, I use ingredients like activated charcoal, sodium thiosulfate, um, glutathione S-transferase, uh, DIM. DIM is a really good one. So, you know, you use these ingredients, um, and that's all in my skin defense. And over time, you pull this stuff out, and then you find that stubborn weight gain uh, isn't there, and you just have to watch uh, what you're eating from there. Um, but as far as um, going down on the acne chain, uh, I'll do one last one that is really sure. fascinating, and that is chest and back. I see a ton of chest and back acne, and um, that's also misunderstood. That is caused by chlorine. Chlorine, mm. and the number one source of it is tap water. Almost every uh, county in this country poisons our water supply with high amounts of, of bleach. Chlorine is bleach. Don't, don't misconstrue it for sodium chloride. That is a healthy part of your cells. Uh, chlorine is one of the most toxic substances known to man. And uh, they put it in our water in high amounts. So um, that, again, that supplement binds uh, using sodium thiosulfate. It binds the chlorine out of the body. But that's why we're breaking out on our chest and back. You know, like people who swim a lot, um, they put that water into their mouth. It turns out your skin isn't very good at absorbing chlorine, which is good news. But but so you know how when you go swimming, how you come up for for air and you let that water sit in your mouth and you might spit it out. But every time you put it in your mouth, it's absorbing chlorine into the body, and that ends up causing um, the acne on the chest and back. Well, it's interesting because I love swimming, and I haven't swum in years, but we got a saltwater pool two years ago. So there's less chlorine, but there's still some. And, yeah, I noticed. I was like, why am I breaking out? Like, just a little bit. Like, I've never broken out on my chest. And, yeah, yeah so that's kind of interesting. That's Even it. with the sea, sea – but I'm not going to stop swimming. So what can I do? I mean, no, like – you can't – be more careful. Well, first of all, take skin defense. But okay. be more careful – um, about letting that water go into your mouth when you're okay. swimming. I mean, it's so hard for me every time. I'll even do it. I mean, less so because I'm here at the ocean right now and uh, less so. But even in salt water, I notice like there's a, just a tendency to let water flow in. And um, yeah, so, yeah, it's it's something that people need to watch out for. And also that damages your microbiome. Pesticides damage your microbiome. Um Food preservatives damage your microbiome. So there is an assault on the microbiome also going on here that can lead to some skin issues as well. All right, let's jump into, uh, I, I don't like the word anti-aging. I know people like it. I just like say, let's just like age well or, because I like to age. So well, I like the wisdom that comes with aging. So do I. So I would guess that whether it's acne, and tell me if I'm wrong, acne or wrinkles or you know wanting more collagen the retinaldehyde is is for everybody it sounds like yeah i mean you really start losing the supply of stored retinaldehyde in your skin starting at about age 25 um before 25 retinaldehyde uh isn't critical for the purpose of building collagen in your skin unless you're living a, a really sort of outdoor weathered lifestyle where you've, you've taken uh, way too many uh, UV hits, you know, for your age. 
Um, so yeah, starting at age 25 and going forward, people need to start thinking about replenishing their retinol to hide supplies. Um, but I will tell you, and I, I do not also not like anti-aging, but I do like the term age reversal. And what age reversal means to me is as your skin ages, it loses its circulation. And that is the main reason why everything else declines <laughs> because your circulation is what drops off the retinaldehyde or the retinol or whatever else your skin needs. It drops off the growth factors. It drops off the nutrients needed to make uh, amino acids. Circulation is the reason why fibroblasts stay around. They found as we lose circulation in our skin, more and more of our collagen-making cells, the fibroblasts, diminish. So when you start looking at every category that's involved in keeping your skin young and healthy, uh, including turnover, cell tur skin turnover, uh, all of that is affected by this decline in nutrient delivery. So a big focus for me, is what I found was if I just used retinaldehyde, I could not rebuild collagen in the dermis because I wasn't addressing all the bottlenecks. Because So what I do is I deliver it with vasodilators, ingredients like niacinamide. I deliver it with ingredients that rebuild the capillary supply of the skin. In other words, they actually signal the skin to make new blood vessels, and that is called chlorella. Um, I might rebuild it with a growth factor called VEGF, which is in our stem cell product. Um, and um, there's a, a few others that have shown uh, a positive effects, like even 1,3-beta-glucan, which is kind of a crazy ingredient that's shown to be uh, significant in helping these bottlenecks. So for me, it's always been about a combination. One ingredient is not going to be magic because it, it's not one ingredient shortage in your skin that's causing the problem. So um, that makes sense. Yeah, we try to hit it from all fronts. Now you have for acne, you have for sensitive skin, you have age reversal. Tell us, we'll just, just pick a few of your favorite products. I definitely want people to go and check out the website, but just this, like, especially like on the issues that we talked about, like what, what do you recommend for acne? And I know it depends on where, but let's say candida acne, for example. Okay. So for acne, um, uh, we, we have three core products. We have the toxin removal product, which removes all the toxins I mentioned, except for uh, candida toxins, and that is skin defense. That's a supplement. Yes, you're taking two to three capsules a day, and you're taking it, I mean, I take it every day. It's an interesting study that was done on activated charcoal, which is also in that supplement, and it showed uh, that the life expectancy, and I'm going to forget what critter was tested, but the life <laughs> expectancy of like a frog or something was extended by 30% just taking activated charcoal. And you say, oh well, goodness. why would that be? How could it affect life expectancy? Because we live in a toxic world and toxins age us and toxins give us cancer and toxins make us sick and they reduce our immunity. And so literally I feel like it's necessary and, and people worry about minerals being bound. That is a, that's a false story. Minerals are, you don't become deplete of minerals by taking activated charcoal every day. It doesn't bind that. It only binds toxins. That's what's cool about that. So, um, so that's for the, uh, the, the toxic acne candida is it's two things, right? It's, it's shrinking the candida population. So I did a double blind placebo controlled clinical trial on my, uh, frequency based elixir that shrinks candida. And we had great success, 60% clearance of acne in four weeks, just, oh my. just pumping it in the mouth twice a day. It's a, it's a water-based elixir. Um, and, uh, and then I, uh, developed that mucus, 
cleanse. Um, and some people think, oh, when I have mucus, I take uh, guaifenesin, right? I take Sudafed or something like that. That just dries up the production of mucus temporarily. That does not make all the mucus that's built up in your system disappear. So this supplement specifically targets that. And it's great for sinuses, by the way. What I've learned is that allergies oftentimes start as mucus, trapping allergens. So if you clear your mucus, your allergies get much, much better. Um, and so, uh, you know, sometimes it takes up to three rounds back to back to get all the mucus out. Uh, if you have a lot of mucus and you know you're stuffy all the time, for example, or if you see mucus in your stool, uh, or if you get a lot of blackheads, a lot of people don't know. If you have blackheads, that means you have mucus and it happens in the digestive zone. So you'll see it, um, basically around the nose and, um, you know, sometimes in the forehead, but usually it's around the nose. And those are the, uh, that's the esophagus and small intestine that you're seeing the blackheads in primarily. And, um, and so some people think, okay, so now, and, and what I also love is I love empowering your listeners because how frustrating is it to get acne? And like you, your daughter's been struggling with acne now for a while, right? And how, so how frustrating. frustrating is it to not know exactly why it's happening? Like you're, you're trying to surmise, is it something in the skin? Like what can we do to change the skin? And in reality, the whole time, it was something coming from within. And, and if you just knew that, now you're going to be better about the food choices you make or more hesitant to get on antibiotics because that causes candida. Um, definitely don't do a, a progesterone-based birth control. I hate all birth control, but progesterone-based birth control like Yaz, that sends the skin into a a frenzy if, if they have candida well it's so crazy because you always hear about getting on birth control to help acne or does that if you don't have candida it works so there is a, a minority of cases where birth control actually will help candida acne because it will distort their hormone balance and actually cause this higher estrogen over progesterone s systemically which is not good for their body but it lowers progesterone's effect on candida but I would say that's in the minority. And the majority of times, it doesn't do anything at all except poison their liver. And um, it, uh, yeah, so it's, it, that's another one where you got to get into the weeds to really explain where w one might work over another. Like some people go on spironolactone. Uh, oh, yeah, I've heard yeah, of that. So that's a big one for women with hormonal acne. And that totally distorts your hormones. Not a good idea. But when you're desperate, you're desperate, right? Like people get right. desperate, they take Accutane, which I would tell you never take Accutane. It's like taking chemotherapy. It is a tremendously harsh on your body, and we can solve it. So my point was saying that we are empowering people to know this is how I got there. So for your daughter, if she has mucus... Well, we now know she, she needs uh, to take the mucus cleanse. But what people think is, oh, good, I cleared my acne. Now I'm all better. I'm just going to go on with my life and eat whatever I want to eat. And da, da, da. No, no, no. Um, you have to think about mucus forming foods. You have to think about candida, you know. And so people might be able to get away with excess sugar pretty well. But once you start building up mucus, the tendency is going to be for your body to uh, start forming excess candida, and that is going to show up on your skin. So let the blackheads be a tell. Um, you know, ice cream, 
one of the worst acne forming foods you could possibly eat. Happens to be my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Have you tried the coconut? So there are some good non-dairy milks. We don't, my daughter yeah. and I, we don't do dairy. Oh, nice. But that's not her problem. It's not good for you. That's a whole, whole don't even get me started yeah, on the dairy board. You can do a raw dairy is a little bit better. Um, but see, I'm, I'm a, I'm too much of a lover of dairy. So my whole balance is trying to figure out how much dairy, like a cheese. Oh my God. I could eat cheese all day long. So my whole story is I, I manage my dairy intake with my supplements. You know, I, I take care of the problem dairy creates with my supplements and that way I can still eat dairy. So uh, I, oh, that's interesting. People, yeah, I get why people opt out as well. Um, I, I understand that. What role genetics play in your skin? Because I'll look at like certain people in my family and they might have the same acneic patterns as I did or my daughter did or, or whatever. Have you seen that or not? You don't really think genetics plays a big part. There's a small role. It is very small. And the role is that uh, everyone is born with a certain level of natural immunity. And what I mean by that is your liver's really good at detoxing or your cells are more resistant to stress or uh, something along those lines or your immune system uh, has been, you know, is, is stronger than the person next to you. So those things are influencers. They're indirect influencers of your skin and your health. Um, most often when you say, oh, my whole family has rosacea, for example, which is red cheeks. Well, uh, there's a few things going on there. But what really is go the main one that's going on is you're all being exposed to the same environmental toxins because you all live under the same roof. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And when it comes to acne, uh, the same sort of thing. Um, it's, it's generally not going to be passed down. Um, you know, acne is a toxin purge. So if you're controlling your toxins, you're in good shape. When you take the supplement that helps your toxicity, yeah. does it heal it from the inside or does it push it all out so you're going to break out more for a while? That's a good question. Uh, it does both. It does both. So um, the only time, well, I shouldn't say the only time, but uh, purging while on that is in the minority. I probably put it down somewhere at the 10% of the people who start on it will start seeing some breakouts. It's short-lived for the most part, but um, there are also many cases where I'll advise them, okay, slow down to one capsule or speed up to three capsules because there are also binders in it as well. So the thing is, is it's improving your liver's ability to process toxins while it's binding toxins. So those two things are working together. And when your liver improves toxicity, it might process to for removal more toxins than your binders can grab. And so we do sometimes modify it. I will tell you the people that are most afflicted by that are people that have grown up in farming communities. So high pesticide content will purge on the skin, like little itchy bumps sometimes. Um, yeah, so good question. That is a potential side effect and something that people should be aware of. Oh, that's great. There's so much that I want to ask. I hope you'll come back because I am just blown away. I mean, oh, your knowledge is incredible. You must research and read a lot, Dr. Ben. I am telling you, it's 25 years of my life doing this, and it's such a unique perspective. If people want to understand why I, I've learned these things and, and why I'm so different from, let's say, mainstream medicine as of today. It's literally being hands-on with my clients and their clients. So I, we sell, Osmosis is a professional line. Well, we also have a, a retail direct line, but for the most part, Osmosis has been built on my professional line. And um, 
in doing that, as an MD, I would stay in communication with them. I worked directly with them. And I learned so much through all of these cases that it allowed me to develop this philosophy and to make targeted wellness and to, um, you know, just really come at it from a different way. So it, that's how I got here. Um, it's such a bizarre way to have come full circle because we treat the most serious of health problems. I'll just, if I could finish by telling people, if you have autoimmune disease, if you have eczema, psoriasis, like I don't care what your skin condition is. We have a protocol for it because it's coming from a toxic source inside of you that I probably know what it is. And so uh, just based on all my years of analysis. So uh, I hope we can help you uh, if you're listening and um, please reach out. And uh, thank you so much for having me on. I love to share my knowledge and uh, yeah, I look forward to the next one. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you and we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.